This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. We give them away. Those other talk show hosts charge you for their websites. You can go to freetalklive.com and enjoy it all for free. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com with you tonight. It's Ian, Michelle, and Mark. All right, so uh, 855-453 is the number here, and there's uh, some news that is pretty disturbing. Looks like somebody uh, who has been bullied at school has now shot himself uh, in front of classmates in the hallway. And he was dressed as a Batman villain, just to add extra interest to the story. There should be laws made against... um, Dressing as Batman villains? Yeah. That'll stop it. It'll stop it. It'll at least stop the news stories reporting it. (laughs) Well, I don't know how often people uh, of this age range commit suicide in such a public manner. I don't imagine it's very often. So I I think whether he was uh, dressed as a Batman villain or not would hopefully be irrelevant as to whether or not he got, you know, the story got news coverage. It may keep the uh, it may keep the story rolling, though. It might. Uh, hundreds attended a vigil, according to the Daily Mail, dailymail.co.uk, for a bullied student who was 13 years old, shot himself dead in a high school hallway in front of his classmates while dressed as Two-Face from the Batman uh, comic. 13-year-old student uh, shot himself with a handgun today at Oklahoma Junior High School just minutes before classes were due to start. Horrified students, many of whom were similarly dressed for school's superhero day. Hmm. Heard a gunshot before 8 a.m. Found 8th grader Cade Polos lying in a hallway. Terrified teenagers fled the halls, leaving or fearing that a gunman was on the loose, which seems like a legitimate concern. Uh, they go on to talk more about uh, the young man, and of course, you know, he's 13, so had a life ahead of him, and uh, apparently he was picked on by some of the students at the school, as uh, tends to happen at uh, many schools. Certainly not just government schools, but... Not uh, just schools, but I mean, that's just part of... I have three teenagers, or one that's no longer a teenager, but it's really part of that really difficult, angsty time that is, uh, you know, a transition into adulthood that is that is uh, so difficult, where a lot of people are teased, bullied, or what have you. I don't know that it's, it has anything to do with schools. I think that it, it does. I mean, yeah, if you're at home and you've got kids that, uh, you know, brothers have a tendency to fight with one another, in my experience. I did not have a brother, uh, but uh, the, I experienced knowing people who did. And uh, obviously, if it's at, at home, there's a level of control that uh, that you can have as a parent. Uh, you can discuss the issues with your kids. You can, you know, hash out whatever disagreements might be had. There can be kind of a structure around whatever conflicts might occur. And uh, at the government schools, it's a different story, right? Because at the government schools, they have typically a zero tolerance policy, for instance, which means that if there's some sort of a, a scuffle or some kind of a fight, uh, usually both participants are punished for it, whether or not you know they both were necessarily consenting to said fight. Mm. Uh, so if, for instance, this now the school here, apparently there's no documented bullying in the school records. However, uh, all the kids, according to one Facebook user that they've talked to who went to school with him, said he was bullied. And that leads me to believe he was treated like an outcast. His peer would know more than the school records. So, you know, maybe uh, there wasn't an out-and-out fight here between him and uh, and some bullies. But just as giving you an example of how the school kind of handles this. So, well, the solution is we'll just, put, we'll, we'll just uh, suspend them for a week, and then we're going to put them right back into the same class together. 
Well, you know, I wouldn't say that the solution is necessarily separating them. I know that um, my kids, although they didn't go to schools, they had bullying type of experiences on sports teams. Mm-hmm. Faisal, um, my youngest, uh, we were living in Nashville, Tennessee, and, and my kids had really, really long hair, like, you know, down past their shoulders, long hair. And that was very, um, you know, untraditional in That's the South. Good. Yeah, they were growing yeah. out their hair though for locks for love. So yeah, it was I did great. That. Yeah. So um, in any case, well, I didn't do it for locks for love, but when I cut mine, I you donated, donated it. it. Yeah. So you know they had this hippie mom who believed in going to church and smoking pot, and they were homeschooled and and uh, you know whatever. So they kind of were different. Mm-hmm. And um, he was teased, uh, you know, pretty badly. And and Omar, who you guys know Omar. He's he's the quietest of my three, and he's really conservative in his behaviors. Uh, four kids peed in his helmet. Oh, my goodness. While he was out of the room, and he, of course, didn't expect there, and he put it on his head. Oh, goodness. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, um, Kids are awful sometimes. Right, and so that wasn't a product of school. That was a product of- It may very of, well have been. Where did those kids go? To learn, get their education. Well, they were at a variety. Some were homeschooled, some were public schools, some were private schools. Well, it's kids a are really be difficult time, period. No, I, I agree with, to some extent, I agree well, with what you're saying, Michelle. Kids to are some going extent, to, I, I certainly agree, are but going to pick on each other. The problem with uh, that I find with school, and whether it's public or private, is that this is what you're going to do from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., and then the the kid just has no control, that they feel no control in their life in that area. There's no... Right. You know, they don't have an option. They're forced to be with those people that otherwise you wouldn't be with. I mean, if you had the choice... I know if I had the choice, and I was you know, I was picked on when I was in school, and, and then when I got older, I did the picking, uh, and you know, it's that kind of cycle <gasps> of abuse. You did? It's terrible. I you know. You did that? Yes. It's, no. I, was a I can't imagine you yeah, doing that. Well, right. That. I'm not the same person I was back then, but uh, there is that cycle of abuse, and it's very real. And uh, so it probably would have been much better had uh, I or anybody who is being uh, verbally or physically abused was able to get away from that person. And when you're forced to be in a certain place, as Mark said, from a certain time, then you're at their mercy, especially if you're smaller and, you know, you don't know karate or whatever to uh, but you can't you know, use the living karate crap in out of these the circumstances. Kid. If you do, I mean, and if you win the fight, you're the one who started it. That's how it right. goes in school. See, well, these would- days, everybody gets in trouble. I don't. I maybe. I would say that there are things um, that are also contributing to this. For example, most kids get up and their their uh, rhythm. Really, they should be sleeping in later because their natural rhythm is to stay up later, and then they need to get up later to get enough sleep. So they go off to school without breakfast, Mm -hmm. and they get to school, and there's all kinds of crap that is available to eat and what have you. So they're already you know functioning on too many hormones, not enough sleep, blah blah, you know, terrible food, and then not really good um, coping skills uh, as far as you know dealing with any sort of. you know, disagreements and things like that. So you just, I think it just creates. It doesn't help. But, you know, when I found in, uh, you know, at work, if I ever had, you know, I had before I, you know, started this job with you, Ian, I worked at lots of different places. If I had the kind of trouble that I had sometimes at school at any job, I would not put up with it. Well, if management wasn't going to do something about it, presumably you would take it to management. If they didn't do anything suitable to you, uh, that would make you feel safe coming to work, for instance, you'd walk away. 
Right. But in this but, case, you're forced to go by the threat of violence. You know, back when I went to school, the teachers would tell you, handle it, you know, or whatever. They, you know, they send you back out there. You know, I mean, this is this is how this is what this kid Whiner. did. He handled it. Right. That's what they yeah. say. Things like that, you know, and, and I imagine it's really annoying having fifteen hundred kids in a school. There's probably a lot of interpersonal problems coming to bear. I'm not sure that fifteen hundred kids in a school is the way to educate. Probably not. And we don't get to really find out for sure because the marketplace isn't free to act in the world of education. Yeah, there are other educational options. Yes, I think some of them are better than others, but we don't really have the full selection of what could be because we've got this government semi-monopoly on education that everybody is forced to fund. And if they're not, uh, if their kids aren't attending it, they're still forced to fund it. And, uh, you know, as I said, just going to sending your kid to a private school isn't necessarily going to solve this problem either. However, at least then you'd have more sway because you could go and motivate these uh, administrators at, say, a private school to do whatever it takes to make you safe because otherwise you're going to leave. Otherwise, you're going to take your money and walk away. You don't have that ability with a government school because they get your money whether or not you're happy with their services. Whether or not your, your son or daughter gets picked on or beaten up at school, you're still paying for that experience. Yeah, you know, but I, th- I think there's trickle down, and I think that to some extent it's the kids. I mean, I went to private school, and the, you know, from and look kid- at you, kindergarten, <laughs> and no doubt you're wearing I mean- a Greg Brady sweatshirt or sweater. <laughs> Love this thing. <laughs> All right, toll-free number here, 855-453-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves, maybe ex- uh, explain to us what your experience was with uh, being bullied or being the bully in government school or private school or wherever you went. 855-453-FREE. Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the realtor Mark Warden. You want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too. Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealEstate.com This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, Ian here. Michelle. And Mark. And inviting you over to freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. One of those features is our shop page. You go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to different vendors, including uh, gold.freetalklive.com, where you can go to order gold and silver uh, anytime you want it. And in my opinion, it's uh, it's a good idea to have that uh, over at gold.freetalklive.com. Mark, when's the last? Uh, what's the last thing you picked up over there? Do you recall? I got some uh, Walking Liberty halves from uh, from gold.freetalklive.com. Why did you pick the Walking Liberty half? That's not quite like it's not one of those point nine nine nines, right? No, it's uh, what they call coin silver, or mm-hmm. some people call it junk silver. The point nine, then. I think it's about point nine, mm-hmm. yeah. And you know what I like about it is is that uh, these these are coins that have been used for money for most of this country's uh, history. Uh, this is this is real money. It's silver, and you can extract the silver relatively easily for people that want to use it as uh, in that manner. I mean, it's obviously not jewelry grade, but. Mm-hmm. 
you know, why would you want to use jewelry grade silver not for jewelry? You want to use it for coinage, and that's what it's for. So, um, I like the idea. It's it's convenient. You're able to do business with it. It's a it's a good size. So that's what I like about it. Plus, I, the the Walking Liberty half is uh, pr- pretty much considered one of the most beautiful coins ever minted. Cool. I got uh, most recently the just kind of the, the standard mint rounds or the clean clean mm-hmm. rounds or whatever. They're not like any kind of brand name necessarily. They're just silver. It's yeah. shiny. It's pretty. It stores point nine nine nine. So yeah, that's that's what I got from there. Well, you can get either one of them or gold if you're into that or platinum. Go to uh, gold.freetalklive.com and Midas Resources will hook you up and it'll help Free Talk Live when you do that. That's gold.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones here. Uh, though Michelle, you had a question about this young man, thirteen right. years old. Uh, He's a redhead, mind you. <laughs> he, right. Okay, and so are you. And uh, he shoots himself in front yeah. of his classmates in the hallway at school. He happened to be dressed as a Batman villain, Two-Face, but that aside, it's yet another tragic story of somebody who was bullied and who took his own life. Now, in some cases, like in the Columbine case, you had them commit uh, murder first. Uh, They they killed other students. This guy did not kill anyone else. He only killed himself. So it's more instead of him being angry and taking it out, he wanted other people to feel guilty. I don't know what he wanted. I don't know if there uh, if there was well, a... Well, typically when you have a public... You, you know, the psychologists will say that if you have a public suicide, that it's to make a statement, whereas if you have a private one, it's just because you want to end your life. Well, he was definitely making a statement. I don't know what exactly the statement was, uh, whether or not he left a note. I have uh, yet to determine that. If you know anything more, you're certainly welcome to share at 855-450-FREE. But, Michelle, you'd asked a question about yeah, his friends. because in the photos, I can see the photos um, that you're pulling up from the article, and he looks really happy. He looks, you know, he's got there are photos of him with his family and him with uh, friends about his age and... And um, he he looks like a pretty happy kid. And it sounds like there were about 100 people that turned out to memorialize him. Well, I'm curious, first of all, how he felt bullied with such a a support system. And two, assuming he had that they were supportive. And two, if not, why would these people show up for his memorial? All right. So I can answer both questions. Uh, because when I was in high school, I had a friend of mine die, not because he killed himself, but he died on uh, the highway. And Mm. it was one of those situations where I believe somebody crossed over the median and he was on uh, Interstate 75, you know, going 70 miles an hour or whatever people are doing there, maybe more. Crossed the median. That would have been quite a... This isn't just crossing some yellow line. No, it's... Yeah. If I'm recalling correctly, that's what happened. And basically, it was a head-on collision. I mean, he died instantly. And 17 years old at the time, you know, he hadn't even... Everyone turned out for a candlelight vigil and everything. Right. I don't think he even had a... uh, I don't think he'd even had a job at that point in his life. So, you know, so dying so early is a terrible thing. But he was uh, picked on. He was one of those uh, kids at the school that was... Because he was one of your friends? Uh, No. No. (laughs) Actually, uh, once upon a time, I picked on him, too, back when I was a punk. (laughs) And, uh, and then we ended up becoming friends. So like, you know, I, I ended up apologizing to him later on and, you know, as I matured, uh, and we became friends toward the last couple of years of his life. So I was his friend at this time, but he only had a handful of them. I mean, literally only a handful of people who were nice to him and, and friendly, uh, with him. And, but yet everybody showed up at the memorial and so some of us who did consider ourselves his friends were pretty upset at this. Like we looked around and we saw, you know, many of the same right. people who were uh, were pick, known to pick on him uh, there at his memorial. And 
I mean, the reason's obvious. Maybe they were feeling bad, but what seems more likely to me is that they were there because it got them out of school for the afternoon. I, I actually call me had, cynic. But. My uh, boyfriend was killed when I was in high school, and a similar thing happened where all of his uh, ex-girlfriends showed up, you know. But you like that. And, um, well, you know, whatever. I, I, I knew my stature. I wasn't worried about it. But, but they showed up, and they went and cried to his mother, Mary. I was horrified. Here this woman is mourning a very, very, um, I mean, he was murdered. So it was a horrible, mm. horrible thing. And they're, I loved him. I loved him. <laughs> I loved him. She was sitting there trying to mourn her son and yeah. instead was having to comfort these hysterical girls. Oh, man. And it was just like a big attention, you know, thing. And so I can see how, you know, that can... um you know, yeah. people, it's like a limelight. I know thing. how cynical teenagers, you know, can be. And I have a feeling a lot of them were there simply because, okay, well, if you want to get out of school at uh, you know, 12 o'clock or whatever early time we ended up getting out today, you've got to go to the memorial. Otherwise, you have to stay in school. I mean, what are, what's a teenager going to do? What they do, take attendance at the memorial? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I just don't, I mean, I think what they did is, you know, to some extent, they felt bad. Certainly, it's something new and different to do, but I think that to some extent, they felt bad about what Mm -hmm. was going on. You know, I had this kid that uh, in uh, elementary school mercilessly picked on me, and he had it rough. He was a middle middle kid, Um, you know, he had an older brother and younger sister, and I'm sure that his brother gave it to him real good, and, uh, you know, know, it, it was merciless. He, for some reason or another, when I was in high school, actually about the time I had graduated high school and gotten into trouble and all the stuff that went on in my life, he decided to come to where I was working and apologize to me. Hmm. And, you know, I was, I just... I'm like, I do not want to hear your apology. Goodbye. Was it What was he doing? Working the really? fourth step of AA or something, something like, like that? that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just had no interest in his apology. He, he, was of, he was of no consequence to me in my life, at least at that point. And wow, man. And you blew him off, huh? Pretty much. Wow, that's not cool. Well, what? I mean, obviously it was on his. It was pretty heavy on his mind, right? He was he was thinking about it enough to, uh, to go out of his way to apologize This is to you. what the, the whole bullying paradigm does. It doesn't stop. It keeps mm, going. Yeah. It's an ugly, ugly disease that just keeps going. It turns the people that are bullied into uh, bullies yep. themselves, and it makes it makes one cynical, and it makes one not want to. Let's go to Mike. He's on the line in Nevada. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. People who, uh, people who are bullies, are, they tend to be mean to animals, too. But this is the other thing. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the teacher strike in, in Chicago that just ended. I mean, did anybody really take them seriously? I mean, are, can they? Can people really demand? I mean, the kids in the United States are ranked thirty fifth, I think, and like. Uh, oh, we're going to talk about that tonight. All right, I'm not sure where you're going with this. Uh, so you kind of uh, scattered a bit. Hang on, Michael. Uh, let you collect your thoughts. Come back in a moment. Eight five five four fifty free. Seem clear to me. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. I guess I just wasn't really understanding what he was getting at. Uh, more coming up. Eight five five four fifty free. You take control here. Bring in whatever's on your mind. It's free talk live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. Thank you. 
This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. All you have to do, dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com, including those features, by the way, include our mobile site. So if you have a smartphone and you'd like quick access to our live streams, the podcast, as well as the software you'll need to listen in, uh, you can go to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. That's m.freetalklive.com. I just put up the most recent Edgington post, and you can go to our SoundCloud link. Uh, you just go to freetalklive.com. Look on the left-hand side of the page. You'll see our SoundCloud link there, and you can go to uh, uh, see it right there. It is an interview with author Greg Link about his book, Smart Trust. And I thought it was a really great interview, frankly, talking about how you can how important trust is to be either both business and personal relationships, the value of it to your life, um, and how to build it and handle relationships that uh, you know maybe have maybe aren't that great in your life. You know that that crappy relationship, how to improve it. And I thought it was a really great book. Um, excuse me, a really great interview about uh, what appears to be a pretty good book. And you can uh, go to our SoundCloud link, as I said. Also, I have three to give away. I'm going to do that on our Facebook page, you know, relatively shortly. Sometime during sometime the show. tonight. Sometime during the show this okay. evening. That's and uh, all three at once. Yeah, I'm just going to be one of those. I'm going to post it up there. The first three people that respond to oh wow you know, the, the the instructions are the ones that are going to get it. That kind of thing. Okay, call in and win. Be the first three callers on the line. That kind of thing. What's going to be a call in thing? No, it's going to be a um, it's going to be Facebook Facebook's thing. equivalent of call in. Okay, yeah, okay. but you won't be calling anything. No. You'll be responding on Facebook. No, you'll be responding via an email. Via email. I see. But if you don't have Facebook and you're not liking the Free Talk Live Facebook page. You will be unaware of when this happens. So go to Facebook, like the freetalklive.com Facebook page. You can just go to facebook.freetalklive.com. It'll take you right to the right page. Click that like button. And you'll be ready for the the contest. It's going to happen relatively soon. Sometime 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mike is back with us. And uh, I'm sorry, Mike. I just must have been misunderstanding what you were uh, trying to get get at right before we went to the break. So go ahead. All right. Well, my point was, like, uh, you know, like if J.D. Power and Associates... uh, Initial customer surveys were being uh, were coming out each year, and they're worse and worse and worse for General Motors. Why does that guy screwing fenders on a uh, car on the assembly line need sixty five dollars an hour? I mean, these teachers don't deserve what they get. They don't do anything. What do these kids do for eight hours a day? And Mark, when you said um, you mentioned that the kids go to the, the government school eight hours a day, and I was thinking about it, and you know what? That's just to get them used to being up at a certain hour and going and doing the grind for eight hours, you know? Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing comes out of that. I mean, have you ever watched YouTube video and then read the comments? They're atrocious. The grammar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I try to stay away from reading YouTube comments just because they're so bad. They're just... They're uh, so bad. It's, I, I look at them. I say, is this, is somebody's purposely writing this so poorly. But I, I know that that's just the way it is. I mean, kids can't read in high school, you know? They can't... Yeah. Do basic math, and if you remember, like on de- in shows like, uh, and during this time of the show Little House on the Prairie, all the kids were the same age in the classroom, and the teenagers only went to school a few hours in the morning, and then they got out and they did work on the farm and stuff. And I they only and they only went to school six months a year because there were there was the planting season and the harvest season mm-hmm. where they were out for three months each time. You know, uh, every three months or whatever they had three months off. So 
I'm not sure that uh, no. you know how it, how it all. You know, I'm not sure if uh, Little House on the Prairie is uh, is historically accurate, but I I do know that, uh, <laughs> that in a more agrarian society, certainly people spent more time doing that. And I think this is this downward spiral. Um, if you offer better pay, you're going to get people that are in it for the money. I'm not saying that I don't think teachers should be well compensated. I absolutely do think that you should, but I don't think that offering better pay necessarily means you're going to get better qualified teachers. No, but because- I I can actually speak to that um women back 30 years ago when uh teaching and nursing and social work were the jobs that were available for the most part to women um you know chose teaching careers whereas now where with the marketplace opened up to them a lot of those same women that would have otherwise been teaching are becoming doctors or lawyers or you know more high higher Mm -hmm. paid jobs and things you know but um regarding what you're saying my it's my correct Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah so um, <laughs> Bloomberg had a, an article on the 24th celebrating uh, American high schoolers bombing SAT, uh, SAT tests with the average critical thinking, uh, critical reasoning uh, scores falling one point to four nine six from a year prior. And the reason that is being offered for this is the that more students are taking the tests, particularly minorities. And uh, the claim is that that the reason so falling test scores are a good thing is what the claim yes, here is because bef- whereas before these students weren't taking the test so they weren't factored into the average now they are taking the test meaning that they're planning to go to college now if you in, so we're li- let me okay. go with this a little bit the average score is four ninety six so my kids when they took their SAT scores um, they scored over seven hundred on that section each okay. one is this reading. And what's the highest score? 800? 800, yeah. And Aziza has dropped out of school. She said the competition is not high enough, and she's going to a good school, uh, Westminster College of the Arts. So she was in Princeton's program for theater, musical theater. And she said that the competition wasn't high enough, and she was bored out of her mind. Mm. This is at a school; it's fifty thousand dollars a year, and you know, it's supposed to be the the acceptance rates like eleven percent or something. And so she's not even bothering um, because these people with lower test scores, et cetera, are being admitted into into schools, and people who can't uh, practice critical thinking. Uh, or don't have good reading skills or writing skills or so whatever. So needless to say, you don't agree with the assessment that this is good news. <laughs> I certainly don't. Mike, other thoughts you want to share tonight? Hey, can I touch on Syria just briefly? Go ahead. Hey, I'm wondering what your guys' opinion is of that whole thing. I'm hearing on these news, uh, you know, in between the hours of programming, they do the news and they're saying that the uh, the rebels have all surrendered and stuff. I mean, what exactly, now that it's over, if it is, what was Syria... What kind of proxy war was that? What was the goal? What was the agenda? And why did it happen? Thanks for the call, Mike. I uh, appreciate hearing from you. I have no idea. It's news to me that the uh, the rebels surrendered. I'd, I'd heard that they'd taken some important government uh, building today or something uh, hmm. earlier today. So, I mean, it's, it's 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 news to me. It's not the kind of thing that I keep my uh, my thumb on the pulse of. What's the – was it a proxy war pulses. for something? Proxy war? Meaning, uh, you know, somebody's having someone else fight their own benefit i tend to think not um you know i I tend to think that there are people that feel oppressed in syria and that those people are you know they feel ruled by a minority which uh, you know it's is frankly always the 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 group of people that rule it's always going to be a minority um 
so you know, I think that they're trying to throw off the shackles as they felt it felt it was. We've got Zach on the line in Fort Myers, Florida. Zach, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hi, how you doing? Zach, I, great. Uh, I ahead. wanted to call and respond to the. Uh, I'm sorry. You are on the air. Go for it. Yeah, I wanted to call and respond to the guy who uh, called in about the uh, teachers' strike. Yes, sir. Um, I think I, you know, I think his head's in the right place. You can see something's wrong there, and. Uh, and there is. I have kids, and I can tell you uh, the school system is not doing well. But I don't, I don't think that it's right to blame the teachers. I think that uh, their hands are kind of tied, and you know they have this uh, this uh, very set curriculum they have to follow, and then there's all that standardized testing, and they have to worry about getting you know their funds for this and that from the government. I think and, I think uh, you're right about that. I think it, another point that should be brought up in this discussion is that. The reason why there are bad teachers, and there are, not all of them are just great teachers that have their hands tied. Some of them are just terrible. Oh, I agree. But the reason, right. why they're, the, way, the reason why they exist is because of the tenure system where they can just get locked in as a teacher basically for life if they stick around long enough, uh, essentially, and manage to avoid any sort of discipline in their first year or so. Uh, they'll get locked in into uh, the tenure system, and then you can't get rid of them uh, at that point. And then they just keep getting mandatory raises, and then before, before you know it, they're raking in big cash, and they yeah. just are terrible. Let me ask you this, Zach. Do you think that the system as it exists today, the public school system, the way it's kind of controlled on one side by mandates and the other side by uh, unions, I mean, and these, these two, these, certainly these two factions are uh, pulling at each other. Do you think that it creates an environment where you either have to be a, uh, be able to conform into being a bad teacher or you have to leave? Um, I would say you have to conform into being a bad teacher. It's a uh... You know, it's a big standardized thing. Uh, it's like, if you want to uh, share more, hang on, Zach. We can bring it back. 855-450-FREE. Your thoughts are welcome. Take control. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can also join us online. We've got a webcam there. Watch, listen, and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy the program, you can become an amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And it means that you're sending in just a few bucks a month to help Free Talk Live Get on more radio stations, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. And that only costs you five bucks a month. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up there with any major credit card through PayPal, or you can use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. And as I mentioned yesterday, uh, we did have an article come out today that was very positive about Free Talk Live. Uh, This morning it hit uh, from Talkers Magazine, which is the industry publication of uh, any note with the talk radio industry. And it was an article about the young guns of talk radio. And I was honored that they chose me. Oh, uh, you're a young gun? To interview. Yeah. I mean, I'm not as young as I was when I started. I was 22 when I started doing this show. I'm going to get you one of those little holsters and some plastic cap guns. Uh, So bang, bang. (laughs) Your God. Uh, 
So the hell's going on in the studio? <laughs> So that was great. I mean, Mark, you saw the article uh, earlier today, and they they interviewed basically four uh, talk show hosts who are in their probably their mid to early thirties, and uh, you know some of them had some interesting things to say, and one of them was absolutely ridiculous. Then <laughs> um, you know it's it's almost meant, worth mentioning on the air here. Uh, there's a guy who's our competitor. Um, uh, he is the newest kid on the block, so Free Talk Live is no longer uh, the the noobs. But this guy, I don't know what his deal is. I don't know if he's real or not. Like, you know how Stephen Colbert is not really the person he is on television? Yes. Right? So he's playing a character. But Stephen Colbert obvious. is... Right. I mean, he, he, makes it, he makes it clear to people that that's a jo- there's a joke going on. People that are in on the joke probably know that there's a joke going on. With but Stephen wonder, Colbert? Do you, think he feel, do you think he fools anybody? I think he may fool some people for right. short periods of time, but not for long. I had no idea that it was a comedy show. This Colbert rapport? Really? <laughs> okay. Are you joking? Yeah. No, I'm not. Initially, because I don't watch television, right. I didn't know what Comedy Central was. So, did you think he was a, a straight up weirdo conservative guy? Like, when you saw <laughs> yeah, that? kind of. When yeah, I first, see? yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Initially, she said. Yes. Right. But I mean, that's because Michelle's, you know, smart enough imagine, to figure you, it out. Was, <laughs> are you talking about the first couple of minutes you watched, or the first full episode? You hey, watched? whatever. We don't need to to embarrass me and make me feel stupid. There's nothing more attractive in this world than a gullible woman, Michelle. <laughs> I, I think you. you've said that before. <laughs> Talk them into anything. So anyway, really? this guy. Really? <laughs> yes. Those of you who couldn't see, Michelle was pushing out her chest at him when she said, "Really, really, Mark." Uh, Your face is. So red. Indeed. <laughs> he can't even meet eyes with you right no, he now. Can't. He can't even look at you. <laughs> I wasn't looking at her. He said there was nothing more attractive her. than a goal of a woman. I just was try, trying to make I sure. I wasn't looking at her eyes. Anyway, he was talking about himself. We really should get back to that. Well, no, I was talking about Andy Dean, who is this other guy that they interviewed for the article. He's uh, the new kid on the block in uh, talk radio, and he's so... I don't know what what the best word is for him. Uh, like hubris, ridiculousness, hubris to the point of ridiculousness. I mean, this guy, he's you know he's like taking Rush Limbaugh stick and taking it uh, to <laughs> oh, the no. extreme. But Rush Limbaugh, you you're left wondering whether or not this guy is kidding or not. No, he's not. He absolutely believes no, all no, that. No, I don't believe he does. Come on, you really? think Rush Limbaugh's joking? I know those lim- I know those liberals like every inch of my glorious naked body. Come on, I mean the man's it's been <laughs> overweight most of his life. <laughs> Bald, uh, has nicotine. Hey, hands. if you if you take enough oxycotton, then you can think anything. <laughs> he came up with that shtick long before he was high on the air. So I've never heard the guy's show, uh, but I was on the talk media panel with him. Andy or the Dean's talk, show, yeah, Andy Dean. I I was on the talk rumble uh, with him at the uh, talkers media convention that we went to in the summertime. And that was entertaining because that's when I first learned how absolutely ludicrous he was. I mean, even the other conservatives up there were making fun of him. It's <laughs> because uh, he took shots at everybody. Right. He was just he was just desperate for attention. And so in this interview, one of the things that he said that I highlighted uh, in my newsletter was he says, my show does well because I have the biggest brain in talk radio. Okay. Could somebody really mean that? Is I mean that's just one example of just like quote after quote after quote quote of insulting like he he said one thing that just basically insulted everybody who'd be reading the article like <laughs> insulting old men and things they wear and like taking uh, Viagra and things like that yeah. Uh, <laughs> Is I realize this real? is a logical fallacy, what I'm about to commit here, but I'm, I just looked him up on, and the Wikipedia entry says that he's the youngest candidate to compete on The Apprentice and holds the title as the only candidate to be rehired by Donald Trump 
to run his production company, Trump Productions LLC. So, yeah. I mean, he's guilty by association. In my, in my what, guilty of, of being dishonest, you mean, or what? He's the next Trump. Yeah, hubris, arrogance. A, you so know, you think it's, he's real then? Like, is it real? Like, could somebody really say say that and mean it? I I I, I tend to be uh, believe that he's he's real. I think that it's his what he. I mean, says when you talk about being is, a super genius, it's obviously tongue in cheek. And right, a, uh, a super genius is uh, a play on the wily coyote. Yeah. Super genius, wily right. coyote, super genius, and a super genius is a person that gets hit by anvils all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But he lives to lives until then, you know. To yeah, yeah. The I next mean, show. obviously, a very resilient super genius. <laughs> so, no doubt. is this guy for real, or is he some sort of brilliant satirical, uh, you know, character so, actor? Uh, you know, speaking as uh, you know, doing the shtick of super, super genius, which I do on this show, I really do believe myself to be in that top, you know, one or two percent of minds on the planet. I really do believe that, but I wouldn't run around saying that because it's only going to turn the other ninety-eight percent against me. <laughs> I mean, if you have the smartest mind on the radio, you don't tell people that because they'll rise up with pitchforks and torches against you. Let's go to Phil in Michigan. You can bring up anything you want here, uh, Phil. I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh yeah, the AMP program helped us get all the press uh, that we that we get. So thanks for everybody that AMPs the show. You to can let do everyone it know that you're AMP. awesome and at you're a young gun. AMP.freetalklive.com. Uh, so, anyways, where you can go to help us out, uh, Phil. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay. Well, you know, a few weeks ago, about a week ago, I guess on the fifteenth, uh, I was listening to a show on the podcast, and you had a caller that called in that said. That he that uh, Muslims or that libertarians believe that Muslims, um, or, or that libertarians believe that the uh, U.S. government is responsible for what happened on September 11th, and I'm not sure if that's completely um, accurate. I think libertarians sure believe different I, things. I, I, well, let me tell you what I, I believe. I consider myself a libertarian. I don't believe that the U.S. government is quote unquote responsible. But I think that our previous actions in Israel and different areas of the world have provided them a motivation. So we're no more, quote-unquote, responsible than a woman that goes out and dresses in a low-cut top and a short skirt. She ends up being raped. We're no more responsible than she is. Oh, 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 oh. Back off, Jack. Well, you just said, well, no, let me make sure I, I, I understand you correctly. She, He's not claiming that. I'm not saying that she's responsible. I'm saying that, she, that, that the way she's dressed pro, pro, may provide the person a motivation. Uh, yeah, um, if he's not doesn't have the ability to exercise self control, and so what? Everyone that goes to the exactly, beach in a bikini deserves to be raped. I don't think so. Hold on there. So the United States government initiated force and aggression. We have a conversation. I'm sorry, Can, uh, Michelle wanted to make a point here, and then I'm sure you can go on with your with your point. Go ahead, Michelle. The United States government initiated force and aggression against a sovereign country, and um, and. Uh, uh, Osama bin Laden in his tape claimed and and uh, quoted Madeleine Albright, who said that the 500,000 Iraqi children that were murdered and died as a result of U.S. sanctions and bombs, that it was worth it mm. to the U.S. Sick. interests. Yes. And so, you know, in Osama bin Laden's mind it was uh, retaliation for force initiated against a sovereign country that is in no way the same as a woman walking down the street sashaying her booty in a miniskirt and getting raped 
I don't know how well, you can make that It's a analogy. terrible comparison, in my opinion. Well, well, well what, I, what I was trying to get at is we're, we're responsible. I think each, I'm each, not responsible. Uh, each individual and each quote-unquote nation is is responsible for their own actions, regardless of what someone else did to promote it. Provoke, provoke it. You're responsible well, for your actions. I'm responsible for my actions, but I'm not responsible for their actions. If you're paying for it, you're, you're responsible. responsible for your own actions. If someone comes up and punches you in the face, you have the option to turn around walking away, getting the crap beat out of you, or punching back. But you're responsible for your choice there. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And that's what, that's what I'm trying to say is the U.S. can't be responsible. Are you for saying, does that mean, I just want to make sure I'm understanding you. Uh, are you saying that means that the, the, the fictitious woman you're talking about is responsible for her choice to dress in a short skirt and so therefore that that is more likely in your mind to get her raped? Well, well she, she's responsible for a choice of how much she wears, but it does, that, that no way, in no way justifies her being raped. Okay. It does provide a motivation, though. I don't think I'm that provides a motivation. I'm going to take off my clothes right now and see if Mark and Ian are motivated Thanks to Thanks for the call. Me. Appreciate hearing we'll from you tonight. Look. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Oh, Our two's next. Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyandHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls your birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it. Therein referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. We're launching into the second hour of the program. Coming up, an absolutely ludicrous interview with the chairman of the FCC. You don't get to hear from him too often in the mainstream media. Uh, but uh, basically, he wants to turn into a cop for your internet connection. We'll tell you about that here in a little bit. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. And then coming up, Mark, you've got a question about what to do with the Ron Paul people? Well, yeah. I, we'll get know, to that. In uh, relationship to them. Your call's coming first, though. Let's go to, and by the way, Michelle Seven is joining us tonight here. Good evening. Hi. Uh, let's go to the phones and talk to Lawrence, listening in Minneapolis. Lawrence, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Yes, I wanted to uh, just comment on the uh, student that uh, killed himself. Yes, you know, 13 years that, old, yeah. uh, blew his uh, brains out in the hallway uh, of the yeah. school this, uh, this morning in yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, and you know, that's that's sad and, and unfortunate, but I think we've created a culture for our kids of, you know, of a baby in them. Coddling them? Sympath- yes, exactly, and being too sympathetic. And I feel that, you know, this is being used to, you know, take basically freedoms away from kids for being kids. I'm not saying that bullying is good. Of course it isn't. But that's kind of a rite of passage that kids have gone through for since probably the beginning. 
And, Does, you know, you just well, have to learn how to do oh, it. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't accept that. I don't think that, uh, like, just to, to pass off a harrowing experience that somebody might have uh, gone through as, oh, that's just a rite of passage. Everybody's got to get bullied. Come on, suck it up, buddy. I think well, to just uh, well, pawn that off like that is, uh, it's, it's, it's not right because ultimately... Well, I if I had a child and Mark I, I don't have one but you do Mark you, uh, he's four years old now four and a half at least and uh, he you were telling me I don't think you said this on the air maybe you did but uh, he, I guess you were watching some video with Laura and uh, your wife and there was yeah let me tell the story so we were watching the Own Network which had a show on about Mommy Dearest uh, what was the name mm-hmm. of the actress Joan Crawford Thank Joan you. Crawford yeah thanks for that um, and I guess it was written by her daughter and I don't know that uh, it was written after Joan Crawford died so she didn't get a rebuttal to whatever the story was but um, from the movie I guess there the- were no wire hangers in my house let me tell you <laughs> for- and I believe it was the wire hangers uh, you know scene that Jack saw where um, you know the you let him see that well I didn't let him see anything the I'm not sure what he saw precisely oh. but uh, you know the television it was on and uh, Jack saw what Jack saw whatever that might have been and he looked at the TV and his little mouth was open and and anybody who has a four-year-old knows what perfect skin and perfect little faces they have and his little mouth was open and he turned and looked at his uh, looked at Laura my mom my wife and said Mommy, why is that mama hitting that little girl? And that is the saddest thing I've heard had, in recent memory. Now I'm not sure what that has to do with bullying, but it's a great story. Well, no, the reason I brought that up in the first place was because uh, he'd never encountered anything like that. Like he had never, you guys have never treated him that way, uh, and that's why when he saw that happening, he was bewildered. I like he could not imagine a mom treating her her child that way and that was like one of those shocking you know welcome to reality kind of moments here you go jack yeah this is what other kids have to deal with and he didn't have to up until that point he hadn't experienced that now i'm not saying it that parents should attempt to prevent their children from experiencing anything bad obviously life is full of ups and downs and you're going to have to experience bad things at some point but that's not to but i I just feel like you're just kind of blowing it off like oh well everybody has to get bullied no no they don't uh for instance a lot of people are are spanked by their parents when they're growing up mark Mm -hmm. this happened uh this happened to you you were spanked growing up so were you but you no just only like once but uh but anyway you were spanked growing up mark and you have not done that with jack and so no you don't have to get spanked just because some people get spanked doesn't mean everybody has to get spanked it doesn't mean that it's a good experience to go through it doesn't mean that you're going to grow in the right direction after you get through it so to to just blow off bullying as though everybody's got to go through it i think is it's insensitive I don't think he's saying that everyone has to go through it, but rather they do go through it. There's a difference between have to and do. Let let him respond. Yes, yes, exactly. And I don't think the analogy of of spanking is very good because what spanking is is a form of discipline. All children should have discipline. It doesn't mean that you have to. All children need to be spanked. No, spanking is a form of punishment. Spanking is abuse. Yes. And so with kids in school, you know, being bullied, you have to, you know, that's stuff that you have to deal with because when you get into the workforce, you have to deal with things and you have to learn how to deal with things in the appropriate manner. So with kids in school, you know, my parents, they told me, well, you know, uh, if somebody's, you know, hitting you, you hit them back. Don't let yourself be bullied by Your others parents said you to you? Oh, yes. Yes. They said, if you come home crying, well, then you're going to have a problem with us. And so <sighs> I didn't get into fights with, at school. Actually, I learned, I saw kind of what was going on, and then I kind of learned to, you know, just kind of diffuse the situation and get out of it. And so I learned early not to get into that fighting mode, and then, because, you know, then that can turn into, you know, suspensions, and then, 
who knows what your life could turn into. And unfortunately, now, because of the situation with schools where if kids get into a fight, now they call the police. Now that could be a record. Whereas mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I'm in my mid-30s, you know, teachers would actually let you fight. They would just say, you know, that's them getting out their aggression. It happens. You know, and, and it happened, and they dealt with it in a better way, I think, than today, where, you know, any little thing, then you're, you have a record. You're locked up. And, well, and, and I think I've that's got a I agree with that. I, I, I agree yeah. that people shouldn't be, uh, you know, getting a criminal record for being bratty uh, teenagers or, or, you know, elementary mm-hmm. schoolers or whatever. So I think, I think that you're right. Mark, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, yeah, that's basically what I'm saying is, is that, uh, you know, they've gone too far. Now you've got butter, people, kids getting, you know, sent home for butter knives and aspirins yeah, and, exactly. and little toy guns and things like that. And it's absolutely ludicrous. Drawing pictures of guns. But, but what I heard mm-hmm. in the beginning mm-hmm. of your call, the part that I most vehemently disagreed was the idea that bullying is just part of life and that uh, people should just accept it. And I say that's not good enough. I think that uh, if I were to have a child, I would not want uh, that person to deal with being bullied, and I would not want them in an environment in which they were being bullied. I wouldn't want to send my kids to the equivalent of prison every day where there are you know, some other prison heavies uh, hanging around that are attempting to you know, extract obedience or lunch money uh, from my children. I wouldn't want that. And, and Michelle, I don't imagine uh, you'd want the same thing for your kids, right? I, absolutely not. However, you know, there's this interesting... Uh, um, question, are we born evil or not? Is Are people going to behave um, in that fashion, whether they're taught to or not, just because there's something innate, innate within us? And as a parent, you know, my kids were not exposed to um, uh, physical abuse and we didn't have television and things. So they didn't see any you know, beating or fighting. And and my two boys tell me now that they used to really get into it, but mm. they knew not to let mom know because, you know, mm-hmm. I would be so disappointed in them. But they used to kind of terrorize each other a little bit as, as young kids and everything. And, you know, they tell me, oh, mom, you know, they tell me now, oh, mom, that was just part of growing up. But dogs, uh, you know, exactly. dogs exactly. in a pack wrestle with one another and things like that. And it's well, part of their I pack think, don't think people are born good or evil. I think people are born flexible and you can, uh, <laughs> right. you know, you can fit into the environment that you're made, uh, that you're that you're in. And the kids will fit in. They're forced into the environment of school, whatever that school is, whether it's, uh, you know, homeschool, public school, private school, whatever that school is, they're they're in that environment and they really don't have too much of an option as far as it goes. They're going to be where they're going to be, and they have to fit into that environment. Now, the question is, is that environment most conducive for making a, an effective adult in the future? I spent nine years in prison, and I wasn't raised in the kind of environments that generally people who go to prison are raised in. I was you know, sort of your middle-class white kid showing up in prison, and it was a very you know, strange environment for me. Nine years later... I was pretty good at prison, so mm. I was able to mold myself into what it took to be pretty good at doing that thing. And what it took when I got out was I didn't date a woman for a year. You liked men because of no. that. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> That's the Lawrence, best joke thanks for the call, man. Um, I appreciate it. No, no, no. I was so weird, so utterly uh, like no fun to be around. Mm-hmm. Uh, from right. a, you know, like I was just I was a foreigner. In oh, you've got a prison stories. Uh, yeah. Well, even just the way I acted, I mean, it just it just yeah. didn't really fit. And it seemed the prison so lingo strange. still spit in the prison lingo and some uh, of that, but kind of the way one carried themselves to some extent i was going to toughen up the rest of the world i was going to show Mm. them that being tough was a good way to be and (laughs) that really didn't work at all i can assure you and i think that 
you know, when if you're sending a kid to a public school, you're, they're going to live a public school life, whatever that is. Yeah, and I don't think that's acceptable. 855-453, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can take control here and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Coming up, the FCC chairman is a power monger. Are you surprised? On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want here. Toll-free number 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features on the site. We give them away, including the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they're listeners of the program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you're a lady listener, you can get details at the top of the page as to how to become part of the Shrine. It involves validating yourself with a photo or video in which you uh, show us some evidence, like uh, like a sign that references Free Talk Live or one of the hosts or something like that. Some somewhere some way in which when we look at the photo or video, we'll know that you actually listen to the show and aren't some sort of scam artist trying to pass off a picture of somebody who you're not, that sort of thing. So shrine.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. I get it. It's freedomsphoenix.com. Let's go to the phones and talk to Rob, listening in Indy. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live, and you're tuned to WXNT. Hi, how you guys doing? Hey, I love your guys' show. Thanks. Uh, I just happened to be hearing uh, what you guys were talking about today, and and uh, y'all were talking about bullying. And it's funny because I'm a redhead. So... Me too. Redheads unite. <laughs> <laughs> so instantly, I, I got uh, I got bullied as a kid just because of the fact that I had red hair. I mean, I I saw it from you know everywhere from the kids to even the teachers and and the administration. You know, at school because they you know, pick me out of the crowd. Mm. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, as far as bullying goes, no matter what you do, uh, it's always going to be there. I mean, yes. for an example, look at look at what's going on right now with the presidential campaign. They're both slandering each other, you know, that kind of thing. And it happens during political, you know, uh, every political campaign that's going on in the country. Everybody's talking bad about everybody else and, and bullying each other and doing all this stuff. I mean, it's just well, how it's going to be. Wait, wait a and second. I, I personally do have a, 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 a child. Uh, hold on. Before, before you tell me the story, afraid. I do want to hear about your child, but, I, I, you know, the there's a difference here. Um, yes, I agree with you that bullying is going to exist because damaged people are going to be damaged at some point. The question is, is do we want to perpetuate this and do we want to arrest the bullying as much as we can early on? The uh, the presidential election is a, sit, is a situation rife 
for, you know, ripe for bullying. It's, well, it's a, a conflict-oriented yeah, event right. in the first one, place. Two men enter, one man leaves, and that's the way that goes. It but if I'm walking down the street and I encounter somebody that's saying something mean to me, I can just keep walking. I'm not obligated to stay in the same room with that person for eight hours a day. And no, you're not. And then, and that's you know, and that's true. But at the same time, I mean, you have to understand. I'll give you a perfect example. You know, me being a redhead, I stick out everywhere I go. So I, I'm in class because you're smoking right? hot. In sixth grade, <laughs> and and I'm a I'm in sixth grade. I remember this to to the T. And uh, I was yawning one day in class, and I, I mean, all I did was open my mouth and yawn. But there were some people talking that happened to be in my area. I instantly got in trouble and got his attention just because of the fact that the teacher saw me. Now, I know that, uh, you know, people you know, are going to say, well, that's not bullying. Well, here's the thing. Every time somebody would talk in class, the teacher would instantly look at me if it came from anywhere in the area and pick on me because they thought that, you know, I was the easiest target because I had the red hair, I stood out from everybody. I mean, when you're, you know, a redhead and a sea of brown, it's kind of easy to pick you out. Well, look at and, movies. You know, the red-headed woman is always the um, either the prostitute or, or the bad seed, you know? So so there are those, like, stereotype kind, you know, things. But, but what, was this coming, was it generated from the adults, or was it more generated from You're saying from it was the teacher students? that was picking yeah. on you, right? I, got, I had teachers picking on me. I mean, because of the fact that I had red hair and I stood out, they they would instantly they would blame me for stuff in the class. I had nothing to do with. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't doubt they it. Saw but you, me are you, out are, of the whole entire crowd. Are you arguing hair. this is a good thing, though? I don't think it's a good thing, but I don't think there's anything that anybody can do about it. I think I mean, that there is something you can do about it, and that is you can get your kids the hell out of government school and don't put up with it if uh, private school teachers are treating your kids that way. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, I disagree. I think that. You know, what you have to do is you have to, you know, talk to your, your, your kids, and I think that, which is what I'm going to do, and I think you have to, you know, make them understand that 90% of the time, somebody who's picking on you, it, it, you know, they're just picking on you because they're upset with themselves or whatever. I mean, That's I, true, but I the, the, fine, the 90% of the time, know, the person who's picking on you is, is probably not in a position of power over you. So I agree with you. Sticks and stones may break my bones. I mean, it's cool to teach kids that sort of stuff, and I'm, I'm for that because obviously they are going to encounter people that have nasty things to say at some point in their life. But when the person who's saying nasty things or doing nasty things also has the ability to affect your grade – uh, then it's a different story, right? So I don't and, want my child is. going into a classroom where the teacher has an obvious is expressing an obvious bias against my son or daughter. That's not acceptable. I'm going to find a teacher that's going to respect the students that they're they're teaching. I think it all comes down to parents to some extent. Parents need to be involved. Parents need to take responsibility. Right. This for is their if I was sending my, my child to a school in the first but place. But even if you do send your child to a, a public school, you're responsible. You, the yep. parent, are responsible for that child's education. No one else is responsible. You are the sole person responsible for educating your child. You may delegate a little bit to this person or that person, but in the end, you're responsible. You know, and I think that uh, if, if you're in that situation, you know, like I was, and I even told my parents, and what they just said is, well, you know, best thing you can do is try to, you know, blend in. And I'm like, well, you know, I can't. But, I, you know, I, what I, I, I've decided, because like I said, I've, I've got a little girl, she's got red hair, and I know she's probably not going to have the same kind of problems as I did. I was hoping she wouldn't have red hair, but she does. 
Are you, you kidding? Know, I, I, She'll be gonna, stunning. You know, I'm going to be the person that's going to go in and be like, you have a sit-down teacher. Hey, if, this is, if there's an ongoing thing, let's talk about what's going on and, and try to figure out what the reason for all this stuff is. And that, that does need to happen. As far is as it also possible that, uh, that in so, school you were a troublemaker? You got you to, you know, at some point in your life, get that get thick skin and let stuff get, you know, over. Because if you let little things bother you... And, you no, know, I, agree. I totally agree. Don't I mean, get, no, don't get thick skin. Keep your heart soft and, and communicate your needs. Well, I think it's important yeah. to do both. I mean, I think it's important to communicate what you're looking for in, in life, but also to, you know, not let pe- what people are saying about you get to you. I mean, if you, if you uh, like like the guy was saying earlier, if you read a bunch of YouTube comments, it'll really get you down because people are so mean and right. nasty on there. Like, you know, uh-huh. there's no reason to submit yourself to that. You don't have to spend your time absorbing all of that uh, negativity. But, you know, in... in d- to discuss the public school issue, I was in public school at a time when um, these girls wanted to shave my head. And I was I was 13 years old, I guess, and I was a freshman in high school. And um, and I didn't want to go to school because I didn't want them to grab me and shave my head. So I oh worked goodness. it out with my teachers that I didn't have to go to class. And um, after what was like five weeks or something, I was called in and, and with uh, 13 or so people... They're present, including police. They declared me a manipulative subversive and put me in a mental hospital. Rob, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate your thoughts. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Whether you want to share your experience with being bullied or perhaps you were the bully, 855-450-3733. Briefly, for a very brief time, I I don't, I'm not proud of it. Those cops had you pegged early on. (laughs) Free talk line. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. 855-453 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Archives, they're there. Just click and download as many as you like. They go all the way back to late 2006, and they're yours for free over at freetalklive.com. And uh, the last seven days' worth of the show are right at the top of the page in our little podcast bar thing. Uh, And then there's on the left-hand side underneath Listen and Share a link to SoundCloud. And when you click the SoundCloud link, that is when the archives will open up to you going all the way back to uh, 2006 and including the Edgington Post, which is Mark's interview series that he's been doing for a while. You can get those through our SoundCloud link as well over at uh, freetalklive.com. In fact, I made that short URL, Mark, that you'd asked for last night, SoundCloud dot freetalklive.com that makes it more convenient we'll take you directly to said soundcloud page with all of our show entries in and the edgington post great and it's all brought to you by SACL cai yep SACL cai they they've been a longtime sponsor they're the sponsor of our phone lines and frankly you know it's uh, sponsors like SACL cai that make free talk live possible uh, jason osborne one of the principals over at SACL cai is a big supporter of liberty and he's supported free talk live all along through thick and thin 
And if you have a business that needs to try something new in the area of collections, I'd really encourage you to try SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top one on the right-hand side of the page. The employees at SACL and CAI are trained to resolve issues for your clients and treat them with respect. They have the best equipment that money can buy, so your business is handled efficiently. You can go back and uh, listen to the recordings of whatever conversations might have occurred between uh, the, the agents at SACL CAI and your customers. So you can see their banner, like I said, at freetalklive.com. All right, let's continue with you and your calls. Matt is listening in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Matt. Evening, Mark, Ian, and Michelle. Hey, go ahead with your thoughts. Um, I was, I had to, well, I didn't have to, but I was asked to drive a, uh, a neighbor lady of mine to court today. Wait, is this our Matt? Porkfest, Matt? Yes. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Yes. And I'd like to say that uh, I'm a big fan of redheads, too. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. But but I was asked uh, by this lady, a neighbor lady of mine downstairs, she she doesn't have a car, and she needed a ride to court this morning. So I gave her a ride to court, and, and she had quite a tale to tell. Oh, boy. Now, she was going to um, actually be sentenced. She was going to spend, she's going to spend two days in jail and she needed to make all the arrangements to report to jail and everything else today. And the reason is for, uh, uh, well, the reason is because her, her house was broken into. Her house was broken and into. Here, okay. Her, her apartment was broken into. Okay. And here's what happened. She moved into the, uh, into the complex about a year and a half ago. And uh, she's she was hanging out downstairs uh, with with some neighbors. They were drinking, so she went back into her apartment to use the restroom. And when she when she came into her apartment, she saw that the screen had been broken out, the window had been opened up, and on her counter were all her meds, uh, all, all, all empty bottles. Saw somebody had come in and taken all the pills out of her, her bottles of meds mm-hmm. and ran off with them. So she needed to report this to the police, and she doesn't have her phone for for some reason. I don't know why. I okay. didn't go into a lot of the details, but she didn't have a phone. So she got into her car, and the police station is about five blocks from where we live. And she she drove down to the police station to report this burglary. So she gets down to the police station. The police come down, and they're listening to her. They go, are you drunk? Mistake number one. And she didn't think she was drunk, and they made her blow <sighs> into the breathalyzer. So she blew oh. and uh, came up about point, point 0.1, something no. like that. And no. so they arrested her for drunk driving. Through wow. her, she was all mad. She's, she, and I... I I've known this lady for a while, and when she gets angry, she kind of has a tendency to lose it. And so she's been going to court for about a year and a half now. Jeez. And uh, they decided to throw her in jail for two days. She's spending two days in jail. She's got six weeks, six five-day weeks of, or so 30 days of um, uh, community service. Which up here means she has to go work for the sheriff's police. The sheriff, uh, the sheriff's police, they have this little uh, kind of like a warehouse where anybody that's been naughty goes to, and they sit there for eight hours a day, and they'll either wash cars yep. or uh, go along <laughs> the highway picking up garbage. Okay. Or, uh, 
well, they've, they've painted, they've, they've, they've had people painting uh, rooms mm. that, you know, for the public, or doing laundry for the, uh, for the, jail. the convalescent home nearby. Wow. So basically, yet again, when somebody thinks the police are going to help them, they end up helping them into a criminal charge and eventually a jail cell. She she went there expecting that she was going to be able to somehow get her pills back, which, I don't know, we, or to, <laughs> police aren't going to find I your mean, pills, you lady. Know, some people uh, consider it a bad thing that the pills are even out there, you know? Other people yeah. shouldn't have these. Yeah, well, it, it's a danger. Uh, unfortunately, people have to learn this the hard way. Uh, you think the police are there to help you, and they're not. Uh, they're there to arrest you and find reasons to put you in cages. Yeah, she delivered a criminal to them the way they saw it. Exactly, and and it was and it was herself, and and insult to injuries. They did investigate the burglary burglary claim, and when they got here, they said that there was no evidence that anybody had burgled her home. And she's like, "Well, what about my empty pill bottles? Um, what about oh, this God. busted out bottles? screen? What about that? Yeah, that's not that's not evidence. When she when when they drove her back, when the cop that drove her back, according to her. When he got here, see, the other two that investigated didn't see the busted-out screen. When he got here, he saw the busted-out screen in the window, and she had been at the police department, at the police station that whole time. And she said, see? And he said, well, it's your word against the police officers. <laughs> and and this is uh, in Illinois. Where in Illinois? This is in Addison, Illinois. Okay. The Addison Police. Yep. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that story. Anything you want to add to it? Um, no, that's about it. Yeah. It's just it was it was sad. really sad. It had me shaking my head. It is terrible. And I'm just going, you know, Move see, to the Shire. Why, and yeah. I asked her, why didn't you why didn't you use somebody else's phone? Why didn't you do it? She's like, I'm not thinking. She goes into her house and she sees that her house has been burglarized. She feels violated. She feels angry. They're not gonna think. So here again, the police could have used discretion and they didn't. Thanks for the call, Matt. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. I mean, why bother doing all that investigating with regards to the uh, pills being stolen when you could just test somebody's breath and uh, arrest the uh, alleged victim? Well, I I think that there's an argument to be had for the other side here. And I'm going to say... Police's side? What if she had a... 0.25 0.25 blood alcohol level. Did she make it there safely? She did make it there safely, okay. no doubt. Um, but and the, she was able to articulate the whatever it was well, that was her complaint. She didn't articulate it well enough because they did ask her if she was drunk. I think that uh, you know drunk driving should not be illegal. Me so too. The uh, level of intoxication uh, the woman had is to me not really an issue. If uh, drunk driving were legal, then we'd have safer roads. Well, um, the point that you're making there is is that if people can conduct their vehicles safely, if somebody whether is- I'm drunk or not, if I run into someone and injure them or their property or worse, I'm still liable. Right. Whether you were changing the radio station, <laughs> right. drunk, falling asleep at the Crappy wheel, driver, arguing whatever. with your son, yep. whatever. You don't think that a police officer should pull over somebody who's driving terribly, recklessly, and swerving all over the place? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But uh, I don't think that that means that, you know, there's a crime that's been committed. I don't think that means that, you know, a victim has been created. What if you're having a seizure? How do you stop somebody from, uh, from driving like that? You don't. You can't. A lot of people with seizures aren't allowed to drive. Mm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who've uh, been convicted of DUI aren't allowed to drive. They do anyway. 
A lot of times they do. Yeah, a lot of times. A lot of people who get DUIs, even though they're banned from driving, will continue to drink and continue to drive. And they'll get more DUIs on top of that. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI. later, they'll take a bike. SACL CAI toll-free line. And then they'll get a BUI, which, believe it or not, <laughs> does actually happen. A buoy. It sounds funny, but it happens. Yeah. 855-453. You can bring up what you want. Tell your story about whatever's on your mind. Plus, the FCC chairman wants to be your internet cop. We'll explain here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Hello, my friends. This is Tim Cummins. I was just reminded about you and thinking about how awesome you are. And it's just incredible that whenever I hang around you, I just feel good now. And I'm reminded about how every day and every way you're getting better and better. And I think about how VerbalSurgery.com changes you from the inside out. So check out my podcast at VerbalSurgery.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in. Bring up anything you want. Toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. All the features, we give them away. So head over there and enjoy. Once again, freetalklive.com. You, if you like the show, may support us by going to shop.freetalklive.com. When uh, when you enter Amazon through the links you'll find there at shop.freetalklive.com, we'll get a portion of the purchase price. Uh, so Amazon Basically cutting Free Talk Live a portion of the total because we're sending them the business. So get what you're looking for online and get it shipped to you free in a lot of cases. Free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of their items when you buy over $25 worth. It's brand new. But maybe you don't want to buy new. Maybe you want to buy used. You can do that too. Over at shop.freetalklive.com. Just click into the right Amazon for you. Amazon UK, US, Amazon Canada. It's all there. Shop.freetalklive.com. Right back to the phones and your thoughts Let's go to Craig in Kentucky. Craig, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, you. Uh, I wanted to, to let you know tonight that um, your feed is intermittent. There's a there's a problem with your feed. It's it's okay. on again, off again. Well, uh, you know, I, th- I think that uh, you would. I don't, I'm sorry, Michelle. I had you muted there. Um, I think that uh, you know we don't have time to do technical support on uh, the radio show, but uh, certainly you're welcome to send details in via email about any sort of technical uh, difficulties we, uh, that you have, and we'll do our best to get that remedied. Was there anything you wanted to talk about? Um, well, I had a I had something that I wanted to bring up. You, you talked about a uh, a subject or a topic for about the last week. And um, that was on suicide. You talked about suicide and for whatever the reason, for whatever the cause, that people would commit suicide. Um, I won't mention anything specific, no specific names or anything specifically because of liability. I'd I'd rather not do that. But uh, one of the criterion for the treatment or for hospitalization is um, to have tried to commit suicide. That's certainly one of them. Now, yeah. well, that's um, that seems to be a little bit too late. You're saying somebody should be uh, hospitalized beforehand. Well, if somebody goes to the hospital and says and tells the person the intake personnel. I want 
to die or I feel like that I want to commit suicide, I've got problems or I need help. One of the criterion should not should, should be that, well, have you tried to commit suicide? Because after you tried, possibilities are that it's too late. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. I don't imagine uh, most places are going to just turn somebody away that comes into like a, you know, a hospital. Well, uh, well, they're going to turn somebody you're away. Incorrect. You're incorrect on that, and I don't. That's not an argumentative. I, that's not an argument. So you've been there. You've you've known somebody, or was, you personally have done this. I, I I personally witnessed this. I see. Were you working at a hospital? No, sir. Okay. I had taken somebody to the hospital just because of that reason. And the, the hospital staff was cold to them? They did not uh, offer them any uh, any kind of counseling or assistance or anything like that? Well, they told them that the only thing they could do, uh, their criteria, like, like I said, their, like, their criteria, but one of their criteria was based on the fact that they try. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a bad criteria. Uh, is no, it? that's. I'm sorry, I don't believe you. I think that you have some facts uh, uh, mixed up there because every no, single state, no, every I, single state has a has a rule that if you are a danger to yourself, a perceived danger to yourself or to anyone else, that they can pink slip you, five fifty two you. It's it's a different statute well, in every state, I, but they uh, can put you uh, on a seventy three a seventy two hour hold. And after seventy two no, hours, they not, can. That, yes, you, it is. You, you may be, you may be correct on that, but I, I've told that that's not a lie. That's the truth. You're, you're you know, you're saying that what happened uh, is what happened, and I, you know, I'm not going dis- to, not going to discount Craig's story here. I, I imagine that he. Saw I think this. he's missing some facts. So there. you, you were, you were physically now, there when this conversation transpired. I was, I was physically there when the conversation took place. And and what you're saying is that your friend had some issues. He expressed them to the hospital staff, and they asked him had he attempted it, uh, and that was it. That was all they they wanted to do for him. That they said, uh, well, did you try to commit suicide? They said no, that they wanted to. They were thinking about the ways that they could do it, and they told them that the criterion had to be that they tried to commit suicide yeah. before they could. And what state was this in Kentucky so, where that happened? Um. Well, for the I mean, for liability's sake, I'd rather not mention. But I don't. Yeah, I was. don't know if narrowing it down to which state it is is really going to put anybody in a you know a situation where anyone would be liable. Well, but I understand. It, I understand you're, would, you're concerned. And but but actually, I, I take I don't I don't take offense to the lady's comments. Uh, but um, I I wouldn't call. I wouldn't call into a program and get on her. And perjure myself. I heard you, man. I'm taking you at your word, and I appreciate your call tonight, Craig. Thank you for it at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But then again, I've been accused of being gullible, so... Uh, I, I tend to believe. And according, say. according to Mark over here, there's nothing sexier than a person who's gullible. No, Isn't no, that what you said? Woman. <laughs> no, men are not sexy. But then you said that when you got out of prison, you had you liked men for a year. So no, no, I don't think I said that. Oh, okay. That's a good story, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, things can be uh, misinterpreted when when people say things, Indeed. and I don't think that. Yes, I don't. I'm not. Call, I shouldn't have used the word lied. Um, I don't. I'm not calling him a liar. I do think that some things must have been misinterpreted because um hospitals are legally bound kind of like um you know teachers and other public officials or whatever they're not public officials but uh they're legally obligated to basically commit someone for their own good under those circumstances so anytime you threaten to hurt someone or threaten to hurt yourself
I, I tend to understand where you're coming from, but it's even though somebody's legally bound to something doesn't mean they'll perform uh, to those bindings. So it's certainly possible that whichever yeah. staff member he talked to, you know, didn't know about the uh, legal bindings or misunderstood them or was angry or, you know, was something was getting to them that day and they just didn't perform. Right. Uh, they like they helping out the would. suicidal person. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know what was going on in that situation, but it's certainly a just, you know, a, a story that's disturbing but it's disturbing from both sides i mean on one side yeah you know you want somebody to get help but is it always the best thing to do to uh you know lock somebody in a room against their will is that going to make them less suicidal i don't know i I don't know how uh you know i wouldn't propose to know how to uh, deal with a person who's uh in that kind of condition hey if someone wants help who's suicidal then you should give them some pills or a gun (laughs) I, I I don't think so. I think that that's uh, you know it's a terrible time to uh, that is that was sick. Michelle, that was sick. Indeed, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think people should be free to kill themselves if that's what they want to do. But I'm not certainly not going to help them in any way, yeah. shape, or form. I'm going to assume that they're mentally ill and try to uh, help them in that way. Nick is in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Nick, hi. Hey, what's on your mind? As I've said a few times before on Free Talk Live, I had almost universally positive experiences in school. Uh, For one, my red hair was never a problem. I didn't even know that was a problem for anyone. Hmm. Um, Okay. Nick, you have red hair? Yes. So it's just another reason to crush on you. Keep going. (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, But uh, there was one incident that happened in middle school. It was a brief fight that I had in the gym locker room after gym one day. Not even much of a fight. I can't even remember what it was about. They usually aren't much of a fight. (laughs) We used to call them pushy pushies. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, I'll get to that. Um, I can't even remember what it was about, but I remember it having built up over the course of a day or two because I made a point of confronting this guy who'd been picking on me. Uh, It was just the two of us left in the locker room one day after everyone had changed and left to go to their next classes. And uh, I can't remember the conversation. That's not generally uh, how bullies work. I I think that that's very interesting that uh, it was just you and he in the locker room. Usually there are people that play for an audience. They want to put on a show, yeah. Yeah. Well, this was my experience. No, go. go. I'd I'd love to hear it. I just, you know. But it was just, uh, it, it was something personal between him and me. I don't remember what it was about, but... Uh, at one point uh, during that conversation, I I said something that made him react to me, where uh, he he like he he looked at me for like the first time in the conversation, really looked at me, and then he hopped up on a locker room bench and glared me down threateningly, and uh, <laughs> I didn't I didn't back down. In fact, I thought he was kind of silly. Yeah, so it's, I said, it "What? Silly. You think you're better now? Just what?" It sounds silly. Yeah, <laughs> and I said something like, "What? You think you're better now just because you're up higher?" And uh, and I, I guess that kind of put him into a, a corner because he, he had expected me to back down or something. Hold that uh, thought. So We're going to get to the rest of your story here in a moment. Uh, the cliffhanger. Uh, what like did the, fish. What happened <laughs> in the locker room between the bully and Nick? 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Sure You're standing a on a bench. That's like a perfect height for some things. one 855 this is a bully. 453. <laughs> You can tell your story, bring up whatever's on your mind, take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Hour number three is next. I've been told no in many different ways. I give you an order and you're going to obey it. Who told you to go this way? You can do that and you have to leave here. You cannot bring signs into the rally. Walk with me. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm comfortable me. here, actually. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. Who do you think you Excuse are? Excuse me. There is no video or audio allowed in this office. Now, I have work today. This is... You ain't gonna make it. Wait, now. Wait a minute. Holy oh, crap. Whoa. Hey! Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Why are you running from Because you're scared me. What am I being detained for? You're being served. What is this? You're being served. What is this? Bureaucrats have a funny way of telling people no. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. Available now free in HD. See it now at victimlesscrimespree.com. This is Free Talk Live, and we are launching into the third hour of the program. Just dial in toll-free at 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Talk about everything from bullying to being a redhead tonight. Uh, <laughs> you lumped those two together. According a- to someone in the, in the chat room, I'm a B-I-T-C-H, so maybe they think I'm a bully. Well, aren't you uh, a B-I-T-C-H? Didn't you come up with a group name? Plural. Bitches, right. beautiful, intelligent, thoughtful, charitable hotties, eradicating statism. Run through that one more time. Beautiful, intelligent, intelligent thoughtful, thoughtful, charitable, charitable hotties, hotties, eradicating statism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, own it. 855-453. We continue. Nick is uh, on the line here, and we've been talking about bullying quite a bit throughout the show uh, tonight. And Nick, you were in the midst of telling us a story in which you were in a locker room situation, uh, an unusual one in that there was no one else there except you and this other guy. This other guy hops up. There was some sort of a disagreement between the two of you. He hops up on a bench in the locker room and attempts to uh, glower at you or something, and that's when you... Was uh, he dressed or not dressed? (laughs) He was dressed. All right, that's good news. Yeah, and because if he wasn't dressed, I was think I would think that he was sweating something else. So he's in trying to intimidate you. You said something back to him, and uh, go ahead with your story. Well, for the record, the confrontation was my idea. I waited until there was nobody else. Okay. I don't know why you antagonized him into confronting you. What I'm. This is so long ago. I really don't remember all the details, but I remember thinking it was a good idea. All right. But uh, anyway, so he hopped up on the uh, on the bench there, and I said something to the effect of, "What you think you're better now just because you're up higher?" And then he kicked me, and uh, that was the extent of the fight. Uh, I wound up with a a bruise on my arm in the shape of the toe of his shoe, mm-hmm. and uh, but the the so what happened next was I stumbled out. Uh, he left, and I was there clutching my arm in pain. And then I stumbled out of the locker room, and I figured I'd just go on about my day. And uh, I, I continued on to exit the gym, and the gym teacher saw me. And he came over. He said, what what happened? And I said, nothing. I'm fine, in an annoyed voice. And I'll never forget this. Uh, he said, no, you're not. And he made a point of getting involved. So as a result of that, I went through the the process that they had. Uh, I never saw the kid during it. I never had any social fallout. It was a clear case of aggression on his part. And uh, I, I came out of it with uh, just a bruise and a, a story to tell. And that was the extent of my so-called bullying experience. When was so this? Him? 
Wait, wait, wait. When was this in uh, in time? What year? Um, well, I was in middle school, so it would have been uh, like 1999, 2000. Okay, so they hadn't changed the policy yet then to make it so everybody who gets into a fight it gets in trouble? You, that wasn't the policy at your school? Well, I wasn't... Uh, I don't know about about that. I've never had any more experience with the idea. He didn't study the policy. He was in middle school. He didn't study the policy. He was in middle school. But you didn't get in trouble. Like, they determined that there was some sort of physical altercation that happened, and you felt no uh, consequence from it, besides the boot to the arm. Uh, Right. I didn't get in any trouble about it. Everybody was was sympathetic to my story. Hmm. And uh, I don't know what happened to the other kid, but he was removed from the class, and I never saw him again. Never saw him again? Wow. How big was the school? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't? I, um, I don't know how how school sizes compare. I've only ever been to the ones I've been to. I, well, I guess the answer would be, the, the answer to the question would be, could, could you estimate how many students were in your class, the, the whole class, the whole grade level? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not good at that. I'm afraid. I get what you're. I get what you're saying. Like, were there different students in every single class? Uh, was it a, a fairly yeah. large variety? Like, for instance, when I went to a gifted school, there were probably no more than 100 or 120 kids in the in the class uh, there. But when I went to the regular school in you know the same area, 2,500. It was probably over a thousand in in just the one class, in if not more class, than that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, pro- probably over a thousand. It's probably a good size school. Okay, yeah. So it's possible he was still at the school, but you just never saw him again because they took him out of your classes Jeez, or something. I, I like was that. at his high school at fifteen hundred. I can't imagine that I wouldn't have seen somebody again. But it's possible, I suppose. Nick, thanks for it's sharing your story tonight. Appreciate hearing Unless from they you. Executed the kid. Eight five five four fifty three one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can bring up anything that you want. Now, speaking of bullies, uh, there's a story here about the FCC chairman Julius. Janikowski, I believe is his name, cnsnews.com. Now, this is a very uh, biased news source. They, Their tagline is, the right news right now. So <laughs> it should be pretty obvious to you what the, their perspective is. Uh, the FCC's chairman, Julius Janikowski, defended his agency's role in regulating broadband internet, saying the FCC needed to act like a, quote, cop on the beat, unquote. He also said that we need to protect and promote competition. Because, you know, the FCC is really good at uh, at doing that when it comes to other business like the radio industry, right? Where they're really just great at promoting competition out there by, oh, I don't know, restricting the licenses to select people in any given marketplace so there's only a handful of players. Is that how, when he thinks about promoting competition, is that what comes to mind? I, I don't know. I mean, but that's what the, the result of FCC policies have been up to this point. I mean, there are certainly places in the United States, large metros, where the dial is full. That, uh, that That's not to say, by the way, that the radio spectrum that we see is the radio spectrum that there should be. But um, most of the United States, geographically and where you know, even population-wise, most of the United States, the dial is not full at all. I mean, no. I, I've been I, I've actually driven in the western United States, pushed the seek button and found nothing on both the AM and the FM dial. Mm-hmm. Just nothing. So it's absolutely possible for, you know, here in Keene, New Hampshire, there's dial positions open. You could just pop on, turn on your own radio station. Start Someone did that here in Keene, New Hampshire. As a start of providing fact. content to the, the, the masses. Some hero were. actually did that. I think anyone that will do that is is a hero. I mean, because that to me, that's... 
to me, starting a radio station without permission is really great activism because it's first of all, it's easy to do. It's not con- technically con- the that idea that anyone owns the airwaves is pretty ludicrous. Isn't it insulting? <laughs> yeah, really well, funny. the more insulting version of that is that uh, we all own the airwaves. The, that's the claim mm. is that we mm-hmm. all own it, so we need the FCC to, to regulate, uh, protect it. it. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, of course, what ends up really happening is they protect the established businesses that have the licenses, and then they lock down. And e- even if you want a license from the FCC, if you want to go through the process of getting a license, in half the occasions that you'll look into it, they don't even have a window open. You can't even. There's not even an application. Up, you can't even put an application in. And then the times in which they will allow applications, then you have to spend you know thousands of dollars on uh, engineering studies and getting an attorney to come in and, and file it pro- properly so you've got all your T's crossed and I's that. dotted. And so this is what the FCC chairman considers to be uh, you know, being a cop on the beat, as he says. He says, what we know from decades of experience that when it comes to competition in the communications sector, the FCC needs to be a cop on the beat. He said that part of this approach meant putting rules in place that prevent anti-competitive practices. So just uh, so you know, there's certain rules that the FCC has about how many stations can be owned by a particular company. And uh, back in the 1990s, they they lessened these restrictions. It was you know it was called deregulation. And of course, usually when the government deregulates something, it's not always as good as it might seem on on its surface. Well, it's put in it, the, the rules were put into play by the power players um, themselves, and yeah. it had advantages and disadvantages in the marketplace. But you know, it doesn't. It's not competition in the sense of a free market. A perfect example is when the um, government deregulated the utilities so that PG&E could go ahead and um, release hexachromium um, 6 into the into the water supply. Oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> you know, thank you to the lobbyists. Right. And so, so you know, it's always, it's always collusion between lobbyists and government officials. Well, in this case, what it allowed to happen was the big corporations started buying up more radio stations because they were legally able to. But it wasn't as though any new players could get into the market. So, yeah, it was deregulating in that there was one less regulation for the existing businesses to follow. But it wasn't deregulation to help anybody but those big businesses because nobody could just jump into the market and start their own radio station legally to compete with them. More coming up here, 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want, 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We've been talking about bullying, but also the FCC, which is a different form of bullying, is uh, the topic at hand. But you can bring up what you want, 855-450-3733. And join us over at freetalklive.com, where we've got news updates. You can get signed up. We'll email to you, and I've been doing a... You know, Mark, I totally spaced on sending a hoot in the last hour, and I don't know if you've done any, but eh, it's been some. Uh, yeah, so we've been we've been doing better at uh, doing more Twitter and uh, and Facebook 
And uh, you can go and sign up for all of those things over at news.freetalklive.com. You can follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whatever your preference. More than one if you like. All free. News.freetalklive.com. Now, uh, the Free State Project is your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. That's my opinion, at least, and I think that there's evidence to back it up in that we already have a thousand people, more than a thousand people here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. People are getting active. Uh, they're working inside the system, outside the system, civil disobedience, politics, uh, street theater, creating media, lots of different activism opportunities here. And it's exciting. It's great to be around other people as well. The social, uh, the social aspect of it is wonderful. Uh, I was somebody that really stayed uh, stayed home a lot previously uh, before moving here, and now I've got you know plenty of people with whom I can uh, interact that also share similar values. As they'll uh, go to as jail I. with you, they'll go to court with you. Oh boy. Some of them will, not all of them. Uh, but uh, everybody's got their thing that they're into as far as activism is concerned, and you can uh, get into vol- involved as well. Go to freestateproject.org. You can uh, get signed up there. Again, freestateproject.org. There are already over 12,800 people that have signed for the Free State Project. We want to reach 20,000, and then those 20,000 people are going to move here. They're already coming. That's why the three of us are here tonight together, because uh, we all moved here as part of the Free State Project. Right, and we agreed to move here when there were 20,000 movers, but over 1,000 people have— I couldn't wait. Right, have come already because just the idea of moving to a place where there are liberty-minded people that are, you know, coming into one place— is a really inviting idea, and, and uh, that's why I came early. Freestateproject.org. Uh, we're going to continue here with the news about the FCC. FCC head Julius Genikowski says the FCC should be a cop on the beat when it comes to competition in the communications sector. He wants to promote, he says, and protect competition, whatever that means. He said that uh, part of his approach meant putting rules in place that prevent anti-competitive practices. He says that protecting competition sometimes means putting rules in place. Rules we adopted last year by majority vote to ensure broadband data roaming is one example, he said. Broadband data roaming. Yeah, for Right, so for your cell phone, for instance. So, uh, yeah, the the suggestion uh, that five people who are appointed to the Federal Communications uh, Commission's board somehow represents the American people's to me seems really ludicrous. I mean, well, you have a right to have broadband roaming wherever you are. Whatever the whatever that's the solution, suggestion here. Whatever the solution is that they came up with doesn't mean that they represent anything. I mean, he, he said by majority vote. Who cares? These are these are political appointments um, all along, all up and down the line. Ian well, was being facetious, Mark. I know. Yeah. I'm talking about the Jedikowski guy <laughs> making the. Is, that but, was in the article, right? Yes, and I don't know what exactly he means by that. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that. Uh, when he says that to ensure broadband data roaming, that sounds to me like he's talking about mandating something about other companies having to handle broad, uh, you know, broadband data calls out in the woods or something like that. Sounds that way. Uh, so, oh, okay, so if Verizon pays a bunch of money to build out their network better than AT&T, for instance, then, well, too bad for Verizon because they're going to have to provide everybody with, with broadband. That's my guess about what he's saying there. If you know more, you're certainly welcome to fill us in at 855-450-FREE. Genikowski also cited controversial net neutrality rules as one way the FCC prevents anti-competitive behavior. He says that sometimes government has to act to preserve platforms for innovation. That's what the open internet net neutrality debate was all about, doing it in a smart, market-oriented way that recognizes the realities of the marketplace. The fact that we really want an open platform for innovators, and we also want robust, fast networks that require capital investment. 
So any thoughts on that? I, I, I think it's important for the government to get involved in all avenues of our lives. And as you can see, <laughs> as you can see with the government getting involved in the um, currency, uh, you know, regulating our currency, that's worked out really well with the four years in a row of a trillion dollar well, deficit. This, the suggestion here is, uh, Michelle, that if it weren't for the FCC, we wouldn't have broadband like we do we wouldn't have we wouldn't have cell phones or the internet or anything right we wouldn't have the speed of uh, internet connection that we do here and it's all because of the fcc if they weren't around to provide a platform with which yeah. uh, the innovators can go and create. So they just have to make sure that that's a fair platform. Well, they're gotta... providing our food and education as well. So, you know. Well, the FCC is not, but you mean the, the, the government. government, right? So this, uh, you know, this idea that the FCC needs to be there in order to ensure that the net's fair and that there's uh, speed out there. Well, there... the suggestion is that there wouldn't be competition or that there wouldn't be, uh, you know a good competitive marketplace in the absence of the FCC, there's no evidence for it. There, there's nothing more than just the fear-mongering statements of these bureaucrats who have been around for so long that we don't know what the world would be like without them. The suggestion, of course, being that there would be this just this mess of communications out there without the FCC, that thanks to the FCC, it's all very orderly. And, you know, the FM band has been decided. It's 88 megahertz well, to 108 megahertz and that no one may operate right. outside of it. Um, in, in the sense that they have, uh, governments have, uh, you know, put into place monopolies uh, like the telephone system. I mean, there's a, it's a it's a monopoly when it comes to the local phone service. Now, there's been some, some opening up in that area, especially with tel, uh, cell phones and that kind of thing. But... Um, when you look at cable service providers, they're generally municipalities uh, tend to you know a- allow one cable service provider to come in. And you're talking about the essentially the internet delivery systems that are out there. Cable, telephone, whoever they are, they're the end uh, they're the one that provide the internet to you. So mm-hmm. these uh, if you have, is certainly in the, the freedom, you know when you look at the on the the internet, some companies have risen to the top. Facebook and Google come to mind. I don't know how uh, tenuous their grasp is on it. You look at uh, Yahoo and uh, MySpace from a few years ago, and you thought there was no way they could have been shaken free, but uh, they have. But when Google has now surpassed Facebook. Oh, Google's always been number one. Yeah, basically the internet is. Uh, I mean, always half as Google, in, half Facebook. Since right? Facebook, Google's been number yeah. one. I should say. So, uh, when those big companies, which they have plenty of money, they are flush with cash. Um, when they get collude with these monopolies, uh, as far as the service providers go, then yeah, they're going to ensure their position and they're going to make it difficult to compete against them. But it was the government monopolies that were put in place initially. We don't know what internet broadband internet service would look like in a world without these government monopolies in place because they were put in place decades ago. And there's so many different layers to this cake uh, as well. You not only just have the FCC, it's a, it's a but... It's poop cake. Yeah, it's a, na- it's a mess. <laughs> yeah, it's a and mess. because the FCC, you couldn't say the other right. word. <laughs> as, though it's less, as though it's less offensive or disgusting either right, way. Right, or if I say something like F word, yeah. like you don't know what I'm exactly. meaning. It's, you know? it's, the rules are ridiculous. But you know, when you look at the you know the different layers of regulation here, it it's really difficult to deal with. Local governments are also, as you mentioned, you know, big players in that 
the local phone company or uh, Verizon, Verizon Wireless, has been in it with the city council here in Keene for months now trying to get a tower built up on a hill so we can get 4G access out here in the woods. And, uh, you know, there's some Luddites that are like, oh, my God, we can't cut down three trees. And like another tower, there's only one there, basically. 855-453. So they have to deal with the local governments, too. It's crazy. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control here toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com. And enjoy the features waiting for you there. Again, freetalklive.com. We have... The listening options. Live streams are there, broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned into those around the clock. You can listen to the latest episode of Free Talk Live for free. Plus, there's our radio options, over 110 radio stations across the country, various different times throughout the week. They will air the show on AM and FM, uh, so you can get a list of those stations at listen.freetalklive.com. Also, learn about our satellite listening choices, including XM Satellite Radio, uh, where we are heard seven nights per week. And uh, the the KU Band free-to-air channel is also up there, too. Uh, webcam and the Listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Get all the details and get tuned in at listen.freetalklive.com. There's a great new Bitcoin website out there. It's called blockchain.info. Blockchain.info is an online Bitcoin wallet. They've got apps also for the Android and uh jailbroken iPhones and they actually have uh, you can you can use regular iPhones too you just have to kind of follow the instructions there um, thanks to fancy encryption techniques blockchain never even has access to your money they don't know what you're sending or receiving in and out of your wallet that uh, they provide to you for free uh, you can get the blockchain wallet um, and send e- bitcoins to people via email or Facebook or anyone's cell phone number in just about any country around the world. So it makes it very easy. Somebody doesn't even have to have a computer. They can just have a cell phone. It's just about In a lot of places around the world, just about everybody's got one. So they all offer all this for free. You can get your free bitcoin wallet today at blockchain.info. Again, Blockchain.info, and it's just one more way that Bitcoin's changing the world. Aaron's on the line listening in Indy to WXNT. Hey, Aaron, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hey, I'm from the beginning to think I've been bullied by being on hold for a while. <laughs> Sometimes you got to wait hey, to get I on the air. Go ahead. Hey, I wanted to mix in what I wanted to talk about in bullying as well. As long as I can remember, uh, long, every time I've heard a president being sworn in by the chief justice, I've never heard him in the uh, inauguration say, uh, you must uh, commit and bow down and do whatever uh, a foreign a prime minister tells you to do and send your people to war on our behalf. I've never understood. I don't see how uh, uh, Netanyahu gets to try to bully, which he's going to fail at, trying to bully our president into going to war on his behalf. And to see our Congress and our Senate, our, our Congress uh, uh, have more respect for a foreign dignitary than they do their own uh, president. Yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, in a lot of ways is. Israel's been, you know, pumping the United States up for decades to go to war against Iran, and uh, I don't see any. Pr- I don't see any point in it at all. I think Israel's become. And they finally found. The pr- they finally went into a president that's not just going to give them a blank check. And you hear it all the time, Romney trying to get close to the right wing by saying he's throwing Israel under the bus. No, Israel ought to be lucky to be on the bus because we paying their bills. 
I'm not sure that any president. I'm not sure that all the presidents have bowed down to Israel. I think that Israel would like a lot more out of the United States. Uh, um, I, you know, I I don't know how Obama has been versus Romney. Certainly, Romney has uh, tried to cuddle up to to Israel um, recently, but the the Republicans really like that, so it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't mean that I think he's telling the truth either, because I don't trust politicians. Oh, I don't trust none of them either. You know. If it was left up to me, uh, I would put them all in a, a big old microwave and turn it on thirty. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I don't know that I'd want to do that. Have you ever done that to like the um, peeps and everything? You know those the marshmallow those, peeps. The marshmallow peeps? No, what I happens when you do that? And politicians cats. only to a cat. Cats and politicians, <laughs> they would have to go. So just pussies. But, uh, what what yeah. happens when you uh, put a peep in the microwave? Oh my gosh! It like becomes giant and explodes. Ooh. Well, I'll bring some peeps. We'll I know no, you're not going to do that in my microwave <laughs> unless you're going to clean it afterwards. No, we'll have Mark do it. You know, Mark clean the uh, the microwave. Yeah, because and, and then I'll take a picture and oh, send it to Laura because cleaning. she says that when he is like cleaning in the kitchen that it's hot and you sexy. Clean? What's that? You clean? I only do wash the dishes now. I then. see, and so that doesn't count as cleaning. I wouldn't trust well, Mark to clean my microwave. I'm gonna get back to writing me a song. I'm a local musician here. I'm just sitting here writing some beautiful songs. Excellent. Where can people go and see your work? Uh, I do work at a place, a blues place here called the Slippery Noodle Inn. Right <laughs> the Slippery down Noodle down Inn. Down. That sounds yeah, like a classy I'm, place. I'm mostly right. I write political songs. and uh, you Do you know, put them online? Are they on YouTube? Can can people who are not in Indianapolis uh, see your music? Well, we're putting all that together. Right, I'm in the middle of writing a musical right now. This is a soundtrack to a play I wrote. Cool, so uh, we're putting that together. We're getting ready to put it all on. What's the, what's the play called? Everything. Uh, yeah, you'll be hearing about it pretty soon. All right, all right, uh, cool. You've got to get the stuff online, though, so people can see it all over the place, because, you know, music's bigger than local uh, these days. You know, you got to get it online so people can, can download well, it and coming, share it. It's, it's coming real soon. It's all right. coming real soon. Thanks, Aaron, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So what's this, uh, you know, Netanyahu, I, there's some red line news, uh, Mark, but honestly, I don't know what uh, what's going on. Netanyahu is saying that uh, Iran's just around the corner from developing a nuclear weapon, and uh, we got to get to you know basically got to get to war here. And uh, you know I mean, we meaning uh, the United States military, the, the, Israel. Basically, as I understand it, as I've read from sort of tactical websites and that sort of thing, the United States is the only country that could su- successfully prosecute a war against uh, Iran, and that meaning that Israel could not. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, kind of surprised about that. Maybe this would be an offensive. Of war, uh, you know, against Iran, and you know, maybe maybe the United States is. I don't know the answer to that. That's that's as I understand it. I think that Israel certainly could defend themselves against a conventional war against Iran. What would happen if Iran got the nuclear weapon? I don't know. There's lots of countries that we didn't want to get the nuclear weapon. Certainly, Pakistan and and India didn't want them to get it either. Uh, the United States and Israel probably colluded to put out a, 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 a computer virus. Uh, I can't remember what it was called, uh, Sistel or something like that. Anyway, a computer virus that uh, basically destroyed the reactors in Iran. Um, so, I mean, at this point, they've been holding off whatever development of nuclear power and that kind of thing that, that Iran's had. So I don't know. I don't see any point in having and starting a war. So in- <laughs> you don't see a point in starting a war. I don't. You don't see the logic in it. It doesn't seem reasonable to you. 
You're good thing facetious. you're not a politician, right? It wouldn't be a very good one. Everyone's talking about, you know, Iran and everything. You should see this beautiful new aircraft carrier that China uh, has just built. Beautiful? I, it's well, it's like a work of art. Now, the I, what the idea of it is 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 awful. Right. If you but, consider death dealing to be uh, something that you can have beauty, and I, I, that's strange. It, exactly, me. but so there, there's some irony there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so no one's talking about China. Oh yes, As far are. as well, not what do you mean? Not, not not the man on the street, so to speak. You know, we're all up in arms over the Middle East and what's going down in Mexico and everything. China owns practically the whole port of of Long Beach, and now they've got this new aircraft carrier that is uh, able to transport, and uh, uh, it says for the purpose of... So, I mean, you're not worried about them invading or anything, right? I just think it's interesting that there are, there is a foreign nationals on U.S. soil with the um, expressed privilege of being able to hire uh, Chinese nationals exclusively. You're talking about the port? Yes, exactly. And yeah, and, and so that's right there. So, so China could ostensibly be bringing in weapons and no one would know because it's all Chinese nationals. Are you a conspiracy the theorist? No, no, but hold on. So and yet <laughs> now people, the Chinese are yet, smuggling weapons no, in and preparing but, no, no, for a takeover. No, no, I'm not. But yet, on the other hand, we're so worried about Iran maybe getting a nuclear mm-hmm. nuclear weapon. I, I just, I'm not worried to me, about that. It just, it, no, I'm thinking of the man mean, on the street, so to speak. Are people you know? worried? Are really people worried about Iran, or is that just what uh, you know they want you to believe? They've been told over and over again that uh, they're part of the axis of evil. Right, so. but how yeah. many of them can point it out on a map? I know I can't. Oh, you that doesn't can't? matter. That's how the United States Hell learns. No. That's how the United States uh, students learn about uh, geography. Is you know where the bad guys are. Kill people. Uh, yeah. How many people can actually point out Iran on a map? I raise my hand. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 13 aircraft carriers. You can bring up anything you want. Coming up, Michelle is into this NVC thing. Uh, she'll tell <laughs> us about that. I still think it's a cult, but she says it helps her, so we'll see. It's Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, Buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love. But make sure you give five bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and only moments remain, but enough time for you and your thoughts if you make the call now, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features on the site. We give them away, and if you like the show, you can promote Free Talk Live. One of the things you can do is go to promote.freetalklive.com and get a list of different suggestions, everything from how to get a free bumper sticker 
to uh, then you know flyers that you can print out and post places. Uh, you can also grab web banners and graphics uh, with which you can promote Free Talk Live on your website. Uh, and, of course, there's always sharing on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com as we continue here, 855-453. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, uh, Michelle Seven is with us here tonight. You are very excited about something that you've just recently come across uh, that has come up as a topic of discussion in the past on this program. I don't think you were here for those discussions, uh, but the NVC. I was not a participant in those discussions because I really don't, and I still don't know um, enough about it to be able to really even articulate it very well. But it stands for nonviolent communication. Yes, Marshall Rosenberg. Mm, that's the founder. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's just like my suggestion previously had been that it is cult like in some ways, uh, but ultimately people <laughs> not cult like cult-like in the way that people think you're our cult leader. Cult like no, in a different way. Different, uh, <laughs> but. The NVC thing, you know, people say it benefits them, and I think that's great. You know, if, if something is, is good for you, then that's great. If, it, if you feel like it makes you a better communicator, who am I to say that it's not working for you? So uh, so what's, what is the tenet? How do you understand NVC? What for the, for, you know, I know you said you don't really have a total grasp, but, you know, you've been through some level of training at this point, right? So to, give, oh, me, give me the goodness. pitch. Give me, give me oh, the pitch. Give the gosh. audience the pitch. Oh, gosh. Someone should call in and, like, explain I don't want the cult better. leader to call in. <laughs> I want you to to, well, uh, to tell me why it's valuable. So I did hear a few people. Um, Hannah Hoffman, who's who's been on the show before. Yep. Derek she sings Jay. the jingle for Mark Warden. Yes. Yeah. Uh, our Derek J and um, Jason Talley and Man- George Mandrick. And so some of these people had been talking about NVC for some time. And I just kind of, you know, would hear it kind of in the background and things. And I was aware that you were anti-NVC because you're pro-violence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like NVC. I know. I am being funny. Um, but anyway, so I ended up... Uh, I'm pro-positive communication. I just am wary about cult aspects of uh, what I what I believe are cultish aspects. I think expressing uh, to people your um, your feelings as opposed to just your judgments is not cultish no i think that's fine like i said if there's some sort of tactic that makes communication better between humans i support it yeah there's just certain things that surround it like the cult of personality about this marshall rosenberg character uh the you know the the website that sells uh books and discs and things nothing like wrong that with selling your books no your there's discs. nothing wrong with that but it does it certainly it has a certain feel to it that feels like multi-level marketing uh, almost what to is me the feeling of selling books is multi-level marketing that's one of the things they do in multi-level marketing is you know sell they get books? you to they you buy a bunch of books and tapes and and things that's like that. That's because the books and tapes on how to sell their stuff. This is yeah, the it's books not it's not like wanting people to right, um, use Amazon. Borders is a multi-level <laughs> marketing. Place. Then I was what? told. I'm just telling you, it's a feeling I get having been involved in that stuff in the past. And, uh, and so you're do you th- are you projecting? Am I projecting about what your past experience? Onto no, I wouldn't what? say that's projecting. I would say that's taking past experience and using it to uh, analyze what's what's currently going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know, then they they pointed out that apparently a lot of this NBC material is available for free for people that uh, that want it, and that's good. You know, so that, well, Wes that, Bertrand, um, who I will certainly pay. 
to to help me with um, my youngest child, Faisal, who, you know, everyone that knows me and mm-hmm. and knows this community or whatever, he has he took the whole liberty thing that he's grown up with and he came to New Hampshire and, and has practiced being a libertine for some time and it's it's been a problem for, for me because uh you know, I'm his mom and so it was oh, I thought you were saying Wes was a libertine. No, son, no, no, my son, son okay. Faisal. Gotcha. So it was really testing a lot of my beliefs of, you know, that I'm against, you know, aggression and things like that. My son had me wanting to club him over the head and bury him in the backyard. Yikes. I mean, it was just, I was at my wits end. I didn't know what to do, you know? And, and, um, so I spoke to, uh, Brett, who's going to be on School Sucks podcast following Free Talk Live. Uh, not on your local radio station, though. That's on LRN. Oh, is it FM, only so, LRN? Yeah. Okay. I can't really say somebody's going to hear that oh, next. Oh, I misspoke. I'm yeah. sorry, people. So in any case, um, our Brett, who's been a... a but folks who want to hear that can go to schoolsucksproject.com yeah. anytime. Yeah. yeah. It's there. And so um, I spoke to him because he's, he's a good friend and he directed me to Wes and uh, who took, you know, a lot of time kind of walking me through some ways to communicate with Faisal. And it was amazing. I've been trying for two years every day and within 10 minutes. Give me an example. It wasn't that example. <laughs> okay, an example would be um, like he was being bratty somehow. Faisal, and- I, I had told him, no, you can't take dishes upstairs to your room because mm-hmm. he would take them up there, and there and would be ten them. or twelve dishes yep. covered with food. And Ew. we have you've been in my home. I have a really nice home. Yes, you do. Yeah. So it was. I've just- never been in his room though, so I don't know what that's like. <laughs> right. Um, but it's just it's completely against how he was raised and everything, and mm-hmm. so it was like an act of defiance. Sure, of course, I'm a teenager. Yeah. That's what yeah. you do. Um, but he's my third child. I, it's like I'd been successful with the other two. I couldn't understand right, well, what couldn't was going on. Right. right. So I'd say, you have to do this. And it would become like a negotiating thing. You know, whereas I pay for your food. I pay for mm-hmm. the roof over your head. You have to do what I tell you. I mean, just. And it wasn't working. That wasn't okay. working. And I sat him down and I said, Faisal, I have a need for aesthetics. I have a need to be respected. And this sounds so silly, but it, it was just as simple. And I said, and it's not... Jargon's another uh, aspect of cults. Oh, I would say this okay. is his best point, is that uh, people, the the new acolytes, people learning uh, nonviolent yep. communication, and I've listened, Babies, to, I've like listened re- to the, st- the, the step... Lots the, of mistakes, fall the, down a lot. <laughs> well, th- th- they sound jargony. And certainly... Jargon tends to tip people off as to uh, you know what's cult like and what's not. But mind you, libertarians use the term aggression and yes. the state as jargon also. So yes. that is in and of itself not an indictment for uh, cult. I agree. Behavior. You know when we talked about this in detail, I have I a weak, you. weak case that this is uh, cult like. But using reason and saying I do this, mm-hmm. you do that. Um, because I do this for you, you have to do this for me if you want to live over, un- you know, under my roof, et cetera. You're saying that wasn't working. It wasn't working. Okay. And um, he would just look at me and say, yeah, no. And um, so instead, by talking to him about um, how it made me feel and how my needs really weren't being met, he, he I wasn't making any demands of him. I just simply told him how I felt and I said, and I asked him what it was that he had, you know, need for. And he looked at me like I had two heads. And I, at first I thought, oh gosh, I'm just doing this wrong or whatever. And he has not 
left any dishes upstairs since then. And that's just one little example. I know that sounds silly, but no, no, that's great. Yeah, I know. And um, so, so yes. So for us, it is definitely helping us to communicate. For people to sit down to communicate with one another, to talk about what their feelings are and what it is that uh, they want. You don't have any feelings from somebody else. That's That's not true. That's not true. You said you don't have feelings. That is not true. Uh, I don't like the I have needs for this and that. It sounds whiny to me. I don't really dig I think that. that it, I think terminology. that it pays homage. You don't to want fact- to be vulnerable. Are you afraid to be vulnerable? I'm not suggesting that. I'm just we, saying that it sounds whiny. That's uh, all. What, what to me, what it says is, is that um, it acknowledges that humans are gregarious creatures, that we live in groups, and that we have uh, units uh, that have relationships, yeah. and that in those units you do have a need to be treated a certain way. And I think it's yeah. a want. But let's go to Bill. He's in Philly uh, on the road listening to XM. Hey, Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, thanks for taking my call. Good evening, everybody. Yep. Uh, Good evening. I'm sorry we're short on time. Go ahead. Okay, Bitcoin. Having a little difficulty purchasing my first set of Bitcoin. Uh Uh, Put $20 in as an amount on on Benson, I believe, and I noticed it charged me a little premium there, so it was less than $20. I wanted to pay it. CVS redirected me to another thing where I I got a printout, you know, of of whatever, and I had to take it. CVS, they directed me to a red phone. Yep. Well, that wasn't working too well, so I got a person on the other line, on the other end of the line. Yep. They wanted all my name and address, information and everything, and I, I really uh, I haven't completed the sale yet. What am I doing wrong? Help me, uh, Did you go through Email the- me at marketfreetalklive.com uh, the, sorry, your information. Marketfreetalklive.com. Uh, you you do okay. have to give those folks on the red phone uh, information, but it doesn't have to be real information. Uh, there's no they're, I don't, they're not checking anything. Uh, so once you get through with that phone call, then the money will be transferred. I've done the red phone thing at the at the CBS. So don't let the the All info right. thing there's scare you. Let us know how it goes. We're gonna have call, an NBC Bill. cult meeting now, right? More coming up <laughs> tomorrow. See you then. FreeTalkLive.com. It's change your words, change your life. A daily minute program to help you understand the power of every word you speak. Here's New York Times bestselling author, Joyce Meyer. Is there ever a time when it's right to give your opinion? Well, the answer, of course, is yes. A secure person knows what he believes, but he has no need to tell others unless someone is truly interested. If he's asked for an opinion and finds it's met with resistance, he has no need to convince people that he's right. The next acceptable time to speak up is when you sincerely know the person is headed for trouble and you only desire to help him avoid it. A word spoken in due season can be one of the most valuable things in the world, but out of season, it can be very destructive. When your opinion is merely my opinion, it is not very valuable. But if it's based on God's wisdom, it becomes another thing entirely. For Change Your Words, Change Your Life, I'm Joyce Meyer. For more information and insight on how you can change your words and change your life, please visit Joyce Meyer, spelled M-E-Y-E-R, dot O-R-G. The words we speak can affect our lives in positive and negative ways. In her new book, Change Your Words, Change Your Life, best-selling author and internationally acclaimed teacher Joyce Meyer examines the power of words that convey our thoughts and emotions. She discusses how our words can increase or decrease our level of joy and how they can have a positive or negative effect on our future. Change Your Words, Change Your Life, the latest book from New York Times bestselling author Joyce Meyer, is available wherever books are sold.